Chelsea have scored, and it is 1-1 on aggregate there against Borussia Dortmund in the round of 16, second leg of the Champions League at Stamford Bridge. So, half-time in that match. In the other match, Benfica leading Club Bruges 2-0, and therefore they lead 4-0 on aggregate, the Portuguese side orbit home for a spot in the quarterfinals. But it's time to fish where the fish are, and the great Bulldog Dean Ritchie. From the Daily Telegraph is joining us. How are you, doggy? Yeah, good morning, boys. I don't think I've been in the studio yet with you this year. Not Laurie. this year, no. You're on. You've been away, or I've been away. Mm. It's nice to see you again, mate. Loz is having his um, he's on his fruit timetable. His apple. Mm. I can hear it mm. through, through the cans. Yeah, it's eight o'clock, Dean. I have my apple at eight. You know, oh, I'm dude. a very routine you person. Very routine. You're not setting your ways at all, are you, Loz? <laughs> no, I'm not old at all. And uh, what's the other one you've got in the morning? You don't have your coffee until after six. six. Yeah, after right. six. And then my banana. At... When's that? Uh, well, I'll break protocol today. Oh, you'd be all yeah. twitchy, wouldn't you? He was asking about the nectarines. The <laughs> <laughs> right. I needed a bit of a, a, a kick. Right. So the nectarines, I was like, no, I wasn't happy. And then I did the Peter Siddle. I had the banana. Well, so, uh, right. I don't know. He, he thinks there's caffeine in a banana or caffeine in a mandarin <laughs> or caffeine in a tea. Like, he thinks there's caffeine in everything. Do you know what he said? Mate, it's not, a banana's not going to give you a kick. Mate, have a coffee or have a Red Bull. And he thinks, nah, mate, there's there's a little boost in a mandarin, he reckons. Like, okay. He just let him. <laughs> and did he ask if it was fatty? Yes. Did you get that? About yeah, the banana. Yeah. He goes, well, I put on weight. Yeah, would this banana make me fat? <laughs> oh, mate, no, but the 65 beers you have on the weekend, probably not going to help you. So you've got, you've yeah. got a banana thinking it will make you chubby, mm-hmm. and at the same time you're also thinking that it will give you a caffeine lift. Yes. Well, not so much a caffeine lift, but just give me a bit of energy. <laughs> and did you notice me after 7.30? I was oh, up, no. Bulldog. I was you know ready. What? On a high. You know why I wouldn't eat an apple in your position right now? Why? Because I'd be terrified I'd get a bit stuck in my teeth and it'd drive me nuts for two hours. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't get stuck in my okay. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, look, you know what, Laurie? I guess you're eating healthy. Well, that's what I try and do. Because you know, no, well, no, you know it's, it's easy in this job. Not it's necessarily. Easy. There's, there's a lot of sugar in fruit. Yeah, that's why it gives me a bit of a kick. Yeah, but also... But natural sugar. Natural sugar is better than... It is better, but it's still sugar. Processed sugar. Mm. Kiwi eat, fruit, good for you. Eat your, fruit, never hurt. eat your fruit before you go to bed. You're still putting weight on, let me tell you. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's what oh. they say. I'm here to tell you that's a lie, because I eat an apple a day. At least one. You know, Clarky. Mm. I love apples. So do I. I still go to the doctor. <laughs> what for? What for? <laughs> I got an itch that I can't scratch. <laughs> yes, Bulldog, sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know our friend over here who played for Australia in rugby league is very, very conscious of his yes. appearance. I know. Oh, no, That's I know. a nice way of putting it. Very yes. aware. Yes, very we've aware. had many of conversations around the uh, the sausage rolls and the pie oven. Loves getting the shirt off. Where I eat them and... Loz holds it, holds it, holds it, thinks about it, thinks about it, and oh, puts it back in. Yeah, I do. I do. He gets that. the guilt. You're in pretty good nick, though, aren't you? you nah, go to the gym he's every looking day, good. 
Oh, keep going, boys. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good. He's looking good. <laughs> Don't change the subject just yet. Um, you hear he's treating the wife? Did you hear he's taking the wife out tonight? Where International to? Women's Day. He's gonna, Beautiful. You're going to take her out? Where are you going to get? Northbridge Pub? <laughs> no, I'm going to take Close. Chinese. Next door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be to that Chinese. It's a chew and spew. <laughs> no, he reckons he's treating her for a night out. That, he, ordered, he ordered home delivery from the Chinese on Sunday. Mate, now he's taking it Wednesday night. It's 10 bucks a week. Mate. Boys, it's what you do. It's the way you ask. It's the way you provide for your family. It's the way when I said to her last night, you know, you want to go out for dinner. I didn't say where. Yeah. <laughs> do you get dressed up? Or do you, do you wear this? Do you wear this kit, or do you get dressed up? You put jeans on? No, I wear uh, dress shorts. Dress shorts and okay. like a collared shirt. Oh, so you get dressed up? Sleeve. Yeah. Well, you're treating her. Yeah, I won't be going like this. No. Okay. Are the kids out tonight? I'll probably gel my hair. Are the kids out tonight? Oh, jeez, where are the kids? Um, Might need to check that as well, ask him just to stay out tonight. Caitlin's doing night shift. There you Uh, go, one's out, tick. I don't know what Will will be doing. You'll be be on tomorrow morning, boys. You'll be on tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) Always the romantic. (laughs) Uh, it's a little bit of secret to a happy life. Exactly. Secret to a happy life. life. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, What did you make of round one? I loved it. It was great, oh, wasn't some it? Great footy, yeah. Really enjoyed mm. it. Good mm. games, good crowds, good atmosphere. I think there's a real buzz around town. What was your highlight? Oh, Jesus! Was it the Dolphins, like most people. Yeah, I, I can't lie to you. I, mm. I sit here right now saying that I thought the Roosters win by thirty, but then when the Roosters ran on, Loz, I looked at their side and it just didn't have that look of the mm. powerhouse Roosters side that we have come to expect. A couple of injuries during the game, but it was a. Disappointing performance from the Roosters, Laurie, in that they virtually imploded before our very eyes. And that's so un-Roosters-like, isn't it? Well, they always manage to hold their nerve, hold their confidence, yeah. and hold their skill levels. And it just eroded to the point of... It did. It became a bit embarrassing. Well, I, I said on Monday, the last two meaningful games the Roosters have played in, they've lost their way. Mm-hmm. So where are they at? You know, because that semi-final against South last year, geez, that was a poor performance from them because they just got caught up in the emotion of the game. So they lost their way. And then on the weekend, they started to make errors, but they couldn't stop themselves from making errors. They just kept going one after another. And they put themselves on the back foot. And then the, the Titans got better. And it looked like the Titans were the team that had been together for a long period of time. And the Roosters just come together. You know? uh, the, the Dolphins, sorry, not the Titans. The, the Dolphins had come together. Um, and they, I, I just thought they'd played really good football. Really good football. I mean, the Broncos, superb. Brilliant. Harry Grant's Golden Point, superb. The list goes on, me though. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was great to have the footy back. And it was a, a cracking way to start mm. the year. Highlighted by, I might add, the, uh, the uh, TV ratings for Fox Sports, which were the highest in the history of the channel. But what did you make? I feel like Mitch Moses has copped an absolute hammering. Um, and I'm not, again, I forget the contract talks just about not owning that game. Parramatta being in a position where they should have won the game, had all the opportunities and, and he let it slide. And I guess I was supportive of Mitch in regards to it is the first game of the season. Don't be too hard. But our text line, he's been, he's been hit hard. I'm not going to join the queue to kick Mitch Moses. I don't know about you, Loz, but Clarky, they didn't win. Yeah. It was a terrific game. They had their chances. Yes, he probably could have iced it. Yeah. But he's iced many before. Yeah, I agree. 
I'm on the other side to this contract drama, guys. And look, I'm in the media, so yes, we want answers. It's his decision. Leave him alone. Let him make it what he wants to make yes, it. He's still on. got a year to go. Yes. In fact, he's got an option for 24. Yes, and he's got till round 10 to make so a decision. I don't see why he's being bullied and bashed to make this decision publicly. I just figure, <laughs> let him do it. It's a big decision. About time one of you journos. No, I, 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 I don't think sense. anyone's got an issue with that. It's high fives I, here I, in the yeah. studio, by the way. I, I don't think anyone's common got an issue. Common sense is not so common. That's what I'm because learning. Because it, it, it is his decision. But you as a journalist know... When you put a possible deadline on something and it doesn't happen before then, as a journalist, you are asking the question next time you get the opportunity yeah, to see uh, that person Laurie, of course. to ask him the question. What's he going and, to and, do? And that's what the journalist did. So I, I had no issue with it. Mitch got frustrated with it, and um, I'm sure he's frustrated as anyone that the deal hasn't been done, but I, I can't blame the journalist for going down that line of questioning. I'm not blaming the journalist because I am one. All I'm saying, Laurie, it seems to be this incredible pressure being put on him, in his face, blowtorch. When are you making it? When are you making it? It's like, well, it's not your decision. It's my decision. And he'll do it when he's ready. Well, tell me this is the, what's the difference then? If a coach is under pressure and media want to know why the clubs aren't making a decision on the coach, why do you go hard then? On the coach not making a call? No, no, the coach or the club not re-signing the coach or we all, we clubs all want aren't answers. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But we what's, what's the difference if, between I just think this well, why don't you well, lay Mitch, off the club for allowing... He's not getting sacked, Mitch. No, he's got a, he's, yeah, his but, job's still yeah, there. Yeah, 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 Neither's the coach. All the, the journalists are going, why don't you re-sign, re-sign him yeah, or you've got to get rid of him? Why do you do that? I think this one seems to have gone to another level, though. Hmm. I think oh. we, we all are after answers. But that's our job. That's not Mitch Moses' issue. Hmm. My back page story tomorrow is not Mitch Moses' problem. He's not going to make a decision based on what we in the media desire because we want to be first with the story. Hmm. And I'd love to be first with the story, Clarky. Yeah. And if it gets leaked to me, I'll write it. Hmm. But it's, that's not Mitchell Moses' issue. He doesn't give diddly swat, yeah. squat about the media. But even the punters are on social media are saying it now. Yeah. This is becoming ridiculous. It's like, he does still have a year to go and an option. Yeah. That's my only point. I just think he's being bullied a little bit by social and mainstream mm. when perhaps, you know, it is his decision. Well, we should think about that when we talk about coaches. Yeah, maybe. Because the coaches are the ones before the ball even starts, uh, the, the ball's even kicked, that if they're off contract that year, you're asking, why haven't you been re-signed? Mm. Where, or should they re-sign them? And you're putting the pressure on the clubs to make those type of decisions. And Mitch, you hammer those clubs. Mitchell probably heard Laurie by saying, I'd like to get it done by yeah. round one. Mm. He set his own unofficial deadline. So that's probably where the issue came. Of course. But if you re-sign for the radio, Loz, I don't pressure you to tell you, no, for you to exactly tell me right. when. You'll say, Bulldog, I'll tell you when it's done and when I'm ready. Yep. And, and I, I get all that. And, and I reckon that's... His prerogative. He can make his decision when he feels the most comfortable to announce it, or when they get the deal done, then they both jointly announce it. But the issue was he wanted it done, or hoping to get it done by the first game of the season. It didn't happen. So the journalist has got every right to ask why it wasn't done. 
Fascinating game tomorrow night. Penrith up against the Bunnies with Penrith staring down the barrel of uh, three straight, or if you include the World Club Challenge, losses at home. But the Bunnies have got some personnel issues and all eyes will be on whether Latrell Mitchell does actually play and he was named yesterday. Yeah, he was named when the side was released at four o'clock. He didn't train yesterday. You know, I think at training he was just practising his goal kicking. Uh, I text Jason Demetrio yesterday afternoon and just said can you give me a steer and Jason to his credit got back to me saying he is quote unquote very very likely to play provided of course he gets through today's captain's run he will train today there's no doubt about it but unless he pulls up sore I think he'll play there was a theory going around that it's a short turnaround it's a long year and they also need to give Blake Taff some game time so he's ready and match fit for when Latrell disappears, which we expect, through State of Origin. So at some point, Taft's got to be given some game time. There was a suggestion that could be this week, but I think you'll find Latrell will be there tomorrow night. Again, provided he gets through the captain's run. But as you know, Loz, captain's runs aren't incredibly vigorous. It's normally a 20-minute run-through, and that's about it. Yeah, not much happens on a captain's run. They just go through what they want to try and um, nail. Uh, in the game the, the the next day, but it's it's very light on their feet. Um, what about this story in the paper today, Bulldog, with the man in the <laughs> bowler hat? Yes, it's my story, Loz, and I won't... It's a long story, which I'll condense. Yes. 67-68 tour, a player up there in Ilkley in West Yorkshire decides to go for a walk at night in nothing but a bowler hat. Starkers. Right. In those days... Obviously, mm. there wasn't quite the scrutiny no. of these days. It's a famous story. It's a famous that's grown story. And grown it's, and grown and grown over the years. It's yeah. in rugby league folklore, yeah. the man in the bowl hat. John Raper never said it was him, but never said it wasn't him. And Chuck Dinder for years, he did uh, tyre ads, Cleo centerfolds, always as the man in the bowler hat. It turns out it wasn't Chuck. It was a player called Dennis Monteep who played for Balmain and Canterbury. But the bowler hat hasn't been found in 55 years. I managed to track it down. <laughs> It's a bloke uh, who is the founder of Prime Thoroughbreds in Melbourne. Joe O'Neill is his name, quite well known through the racing mm-hmm. industry. Billy Smith got it off Dennis Monty. It went to Barry Andrews, a former Cronulla player, and Barry Andrews is good friends with Joe. So Joe's got it in his home in Melbourne in mint condition still after 55 years. So the famous bowler hat is still around. It's with us, and it's down there in Melbourne. But as I said, Loz... Probably the greatest piece of nostalgia mm. and memorabilia ever in our game. Mystery solved. Great work. Doggy. Dean Bulldog Richie joining us in the studio. And Bulldog, you wrote yesterday in the Telegraph about, uh, well, Jeff Fennick and Johnny Lewis, who had a great association uh, a long time ago, but uh, they fell out and all is sweet now, apparently. And they're uh, getting together tonight because Brock Jarvis is fighting, isn't he, in Sydney? Yeah, it would arguably be the greatest partnership in Australian sport. I'd love to know. Yeah, Lily caught Lily. Uh, Bob, yeah. Caught Marsh Bowl. Lily. Yeah, uh, oh, that's number one. Yeah, for me, for sure. there's probably a million in rugby league. The great partnerships, Menzies and Lines, mm. Cliffy. But I think Lewis and Fennick, unsurpassed in what they achieved in the '80s and '90s. Johnny in Jeff's corner. Jeff won four world titles. Of course, the fourth one coming only recently through a review. But look, they did fall out. Uh, I know some of the reasons. I'd prefer not to say it. I'm not going to talk out of school. The bottom line is that Jeff and Johnny have rekindled their friendship. 
Brock Jarvis, who goes into the ring tonight at 20 and uh, 1, one loss, in Everly. And Jeff has decided to go back to Johnny and ask Johnny to come into the corner. So it's a lovely story about two great Australian boxing So going fraternity. forward, will Johnny help Jeff train Brock? I don't know the answer to that, right. Loz. I would imagine that if they've started now, they'll keep going. Yep. Brock had a setback in his last fight. He got beaten up in Brisbane by a fellow Aussie called Liam Paro. But he was 20-0 before that. Uh, and he is, in my opinion, headed for a world title shot at some point. But Jeff said Johnny will bring a bit of calmness mm. and a bit of experience to the corner. So Brock must look... Brock's 25 now. He must look at his corner and think, wow, I've got Jeff Fennick and Johnny Lewis in my corner. So it'll be a great night tonight at Everly. Uh, it's on Fox 2 live in KO if you wanted to tune in to watch that fight. And hopefully the young Aussie boy, Jarvis, I who saw is Brock the nephew a couple of... of you, uh, weeks ago. And yes, just so look fit. Yeah, he's fit. He's a fit-looking boy. Yeah, a good-looking young boy too for a boxer. He, he dates Jeff's daughter. Does he, he does. Yeah. Oh right. Incredibly. Yeah. You won't meet. You, met, you won't meet a nice. He's got a man. mark on him for a no, boxer. He's good-looking rooster. Yeah. And he's a gentleman. He's a lovely, a lovely, lovely fellow. He came and introduced himself to me. Yeah. And yeah, yeah no, I, big fight for him tonight, though. Decent, yeah. Bulldog, big fight. Respectful. Yeah. Polite. Well brought up. Not covered in tattoos or anything like that. Not a rap band. Hey, I couldn't hey, believe. Hey, what's what's that about? Covered, I said. You're not covered. You've what's got the that odd about? One. You've got the odd one. <laughs> what's yeah, that yeah. about? You He's were high fiving hey, ten minutes yeah, ago. I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to normal. Journo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a big night tonight. So hopefully Brock will get the cash. Yeah, yeah, you'll be right. Talking about Jerno, you're a Jerno now. Yeah, no, you exactly. you're dare. in the media. Don't no, you he dare. is. I've told him he's in the union. Three union. When I, you were I, here, I this will be a walk off. <laughs> oh, this will be a walk off. Clarky, I'll leave the building. Clarky, don't even think about. I'm n- I'm not a journalist. You're the MEAA, which is the media union. You're six four double eight. All right. <laughs> Just quote I'm, that number. I paid your fees for you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. You, Buzz, Danny, Bulldog, all at lunch. Chewing the fat about your next yarn. Do you reckon you'll ever come around, Clarky, and like the media? No. Never. (laughs) Was there one? Who was I was about to say, who was the one in the media? I'm seven years out of post-retirement, mate. I still don't like it. Who was the one guy in the media that you got on really well? None. There wasn't one? None. Was there one? like journalists, no. Was there one moment that has got this, I'm not going to say hatred, this dislike? No. Honestly, I don't have... It's... I've, I was when I was captain. I was always hard in the press conferences. If there was a question that was asked that I thought, mate, honestly, it's a ridiculous question. I think I made that very clear. When yep, Art Mido's <laughs> experienced that, I also think I was always straight up with the journalist. So if a story was written that was complete rubbish, I would front the journalist. Which I felt I'd rather them know the truth or know that their story is 100% wrong. And I did that with past players. Okay, conversely, you if know. the story was right yeah. and you didn't want it out there, would no, you tell them? Uh, I wouldn't tell them the story was right. I'd say nothing. Okay. So, like, but I, you're hedging you, your bets, though. Well, no, there's parts of my life that I wish wasn't in the media, but part of it's true, so I can't, I can't control that. The frustrating part is when stuff is written that is 100% incorrect. That's what frustrates you. But at the end of it, like, I don't have beef with the media now. Like, I think my whole attitude around, even paparazzi, I used to steam, absolutely steam if I saw someone out the front of my house or taking photos of me, dropping my daughter at school. Like, it drives me insane. But now, I just take no notice. Mm. 
uh, like if someone's there, you just get in the car and drive, get on with your life. I'm the same now. I'll be polite and respectful. I, I, I think you probably, when you're playing as well, you take it personal. You know, you feel like there's a vendetta against you, yet once you finish and leave the game and sit on the other side, you understand that people just got a job to do. You know, very rarely is it personal. The occasional time, I think it's it's personal, but yeah, I'm... I just play it up now, and I just like to choose. I like to side with the player on every opportunity to go against the journo. Do you think there might be some paparazzi outside the Chinese restaurant tonight? I hope so. I, if I can just get that might, exact no. address. No, there wouldn't be any paparazzi following remember, me. Remember we got done in Bondi? Remember we had lunch at uh, Ravisi's? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was in our paper. We are sitting up the top, <laughs> and Loz right. stands up, and he goes, what the hell is going on here? Look, there's a guy over there. There's a guy over there. I was filthy because I had two Coronas in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't uh, both for my, me. I was giving someone funny. else one. But anyway. Wasn't that the uh, famous photo where it said, Jared Middleton, Michael Clark, and an unknown friend? <laughs> <laughs> Italian stallion. <laughs> Good to have you back, boy. Uh, yeah, tell you what, you're shipping. looking very fashionable today. It's too. much better when you yeah. come in as well. I don't think do over the phone. I was away anymore. last week. Yeah, or mate, come back for it. Um, then go back Beach. away. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Get o- in here. Orange really suits a red edit. Brings out my hazel <laughs> eyes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Listen, I've told you before, I'll pop a tip about left edge defence. Can we get a photo of you in that orange shirt? <laughs> left edge defence, right edge defence, but not fashion. <laughs> Chelsea have gone ahead on aggregate against Borussia Dortmund this morning. 70 minutes gone in their second leg round of 16 tie. And uh, Chelsea 2-0 up at Stamford Bridge. Raheem Sterling and Kai Havertz scoring from the spot. Uh, so 2-0 and 2-1 on aggregate. The other tie this morning. And uh, Benfica are smashing Club Bruges 5-0. So they lead 7-0 on aggregate. But it's going to be a nervy last 20 minutes plus change there at Stamford Bridge as Chelsea try and book their place in the last eight. Uh, so, so if they hang on, you know, and go through to the next round, does the manager still... Stay there till Ooh, the end good question. of the season, good or do they question. get rid of him because of their results in the Premier League? Well, he'd have to. Uh, he'd probably have to make the final. In all seriousness, maybe semi-final might give him a reprieve, but I think he's. I think it's a matter of time. Right, he, he would have to go a long, long way in this Champions League to save his job. Yep. Okay, well, it is International Women's Day and uh, we're about to be joined by, well, she was a star in the 90s, former Australian Gillaroos and New South Wales captain and has left an enormous uh, legacy in Women's Rugby League. And uh, also, she's going to be part of the NRL Central Channel with Loz and Alana Ferguson as well and with Bet's Friends. And uh, just a reminder, Bet's Friends on the Tab app, download the Tab app. Uh, for the best bets friends, you can start a team with your mates to share your bets, tips, and banter. You can follow expert tipsters and get up-to-the-minute updates, and you can copy uh, their bets directly into your bet slip as well. So Tasha Gale is about to join us. In fact, we have her on the line now. Good morning, Tasha. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, gentlemen. Good morning to you, and happy happy IWD day. Yeah, indeed, and uh, I guess in women's rugby league recently, the fact that we've got a CBA in the NRLW in place. I mean, did you ever envisage, Tasha, the game being in the position it is now in with this agreement? No, it was always a hope and a dream, but surely um, I didn't think we'd come this far 
this soon, but still a long way to go, fellas. Yeah, Tasha, I was going to ask. You, it has, I think female sport in general all around the world is, is getting to a place where we want to see it, but there is still a long way to go. And I guess from your time playing to where you sit now, what are some of the major changes where you think it's, it's been a, a huge positive and, a, and the right step forward for women's sport? Oh, look, most definitely across all sports, uh, we've come ahead in leaps and bounds. But uh, in particular, you know, with the best game of all, rugby league, yes, we have come ahead so far and we've made so many sustainable steps. And when we talk about coming ahead in leaps and bounds and where we are, yep, that's great, but people forget how far behind we Mm. were when we started. So I'm so proud of where the game is today, but just need to remind people that there's a fair way to go just yet. Tell us a little bit about the time when you were playing, though, Tasha. I mean, um, you know, you're one of the, the pioneers, so to speak. Um, uh, you know, you've got a competition named after you, but how far the game has come from when you played to where it is now? Well, look, there's, there's certain things that are in common with the game today and the game when I was playing, and that is, you know, you're playing the game you love, uh, these women have the same drive and passion and determination that uh, we did back in the 90s and early 2000s. But um, little things like we play a test match against Fiji and we form an emu line and clap our hands so that the uh, bullfrogs are off the, <laughs> off the field. Um, you know, just the quality of... Um, support that these women have now they've got trainers and physios and managers and whereas we used to rely on family and friends to come and help out so you know the quality uh the skill level of the girls today is far superior than when i played um they've got the opportunities they've got the great coaches and now they've got fantastic pathways so that these women or girls don't have to stop playing and they're being, you know, coached the correct techniques um, all the way through. So they're getting the recognition that these elite athletes of today deserve. Tasha, where are we at with the with the game? Would you like to see it continue to expand in regards to the amount of teams or do you think we've got to make sure the quality is there before expanding? Where, where do you sit with that balance? I'm... Totally in agreement with, I think, the majority of people. I think uh, growth in our great game is not about width. It's about depth um, and taking sustainable steps. Now, we're going to 10 teams this year. And at first, I was a little bit concerned um, because we were only going to go to eight. So now we've got four new franchises coming in. uh, But having attended the games so far this season, the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, which is the state level, uh, which acts as a second-tier level to the NRLW, um, and the the Pathways games. And I'm seeing enormous talent. I'm surprised every single year. So I think, yes, we will cover... Sorry, that's a school bell going. I'm about to teach. (laughs) But I think we can cover those 10 teams. And, you know... The quality of girls coming through is so very, very strong. But, yeah, I think we need to stick with 10 teams for a couple of years before we try, you know, to go ahead too fast. When you say, you know, there's still a long way to go, what what, what tangible things would you like to see 
occur in, in bridging that gap that, that, that you see? Well, the girls need to be full-time athletes. Hmm. That's foremost. Um, you know, like I, I commentate the Monday night game in the Harvey Norman and these girls have to go to work and then get on a bus and then go to the Centre of Excellence and then play their footy and then the next morning get up and go to work and then after work then go to training. So they need full-time positions perhaps in the rugby league um, environment or at least in jobs that are sympathetic to the rugby league and the commitment that the women are making. Um, So I think that's the biggest difference is that these women... Uh, you know, they've got to juggle, juggle their work commitments, let alone their family commitments, but I know men do as well. But, yeah, full-time employment or full-time athletes for these women. How proud were you, Tasha, when you had the Tasha Gale Cup named after you for your contribution and, and recognition to the game? Oh, mate, in, you know, in Rex Mossop's words, I was absolutely flabbergasted. There were so many other eligible you know, strong women from back in my day that, you know, could have equally, the, the uh, competition could have been called after. Um, but, you know, I was, I was lucky enough. They chose me and I'm, I'm still shocked, but very, very proud. And, and I'm assuming you started because of your brothers? A hundred percent. I remember... <laughs> Scott and Brett, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brett and Scott both played, you know, Australian schoolboys and then on to NRL. And, um, mate, just as a kid, you know, growing up, you couldn't go to the toilet without being tackled. If you wanted to be included, you had to, you know, play the games that Brett and Scott played. And I remember as a kid, you know, I'm standing at, at the fence watching my brothers play junior footy, you know, and I'd say to mum, why can't I play? And she'd just look at me and say, because you can't. And then I'd look up and I'd see Scotty sidestep three people, you know, run 20 metres and score a try. And I'd go, well, they can't play. I know I can because I managed to tackle my brother first thing this morning. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what was your favourite? You would have been the first person to <laughs> tackle your brother, Scott. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what was your favourite memory as a player, Tasha? Um, favourite memory as a player would have to be, uh, oh, gee, so many. Firstly, tackling Scotty Gale uh, or, you know, playing with, with my brother Brett. But definitely the most proudest moment is um, captaining the first team that actually knocked over the uh, Kiwis. Like, they were dominant back in the you know, mid to late 90s, and uh, we actually knocked them over. And then I thought, yeah, we're a force. And, and still teaching, as uh, we heard just before. Oh, I'm sorry uh, about that. Give them the first yeah. class off. <laughs> Let them have the morning off. Straight to recess, I reckon. It's year 10. Oh, you know? perfect. Go home then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Tasha, we really appreciate your time. In fact, we better get a tip for you. Penrith or South tomorrow night? Oh, fellas, look, I'm going to have to go with the Panthers. Um, I don't think the Panthers can lose two games in a row, no way. Yeah, it'd be uh, rare. I mean, when's the last time the sure. Panthers lost yeah. two games in a row? Especially at home. have been over the last couple of years. Yeah. They've been awesome. Yeah, true. Well, we really appreciate your time and uh, just reliving some of 
the great days there and just, uh, well, seeing how far the Women's Rugby League has come and you've had a big impact on that, Tasha. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much, fellas. Tasha Gale there. And uh, just a reminder, she's going to be uh, with that NRL Central Channel through Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Alana Ferguson involved in that as well. So Bet's Friend, just download your Tab app and I, get I played involved. with Tasha's brother, Scott. And Scott uh, passed away, sadly, many mm. years ago from motor neurons yeah. disease. Mm. But he was one of the most talented players that's played mm. the game. And he had this ability to chip and chase. Mm. And he was Phil Blake-like. They were, they were similar type players. And he had a big sidestep and he had speed and great evasive skills and a wonderful bloke, a wonderful bloke, taken from us way too soon. Um, and I'm sure that the brothers, you know, Scott and Brett, had a massive influence over Tasha. And that's why I said before, if she could tackle Scott, she could tackle anyone because he was hard to get hold of. Dave Stanley uh, coming up shortly, fresh from his stint there in Canamble, ahead of the big country championships race there in Canamble this weekend. He's, he's floating around. He's got the big white jacket. Yeah, I did see him carrying that. White thing, jacket. What, what's jacket? he got on tonight? I he don't on. know what he's got on. He must have something on. Mm. Because he, he's got the, the number one square in there as well, didn't he? <laughs> he did. little handkerchief He must there. be hosting something, the big mm. fella. Surely he doesn't turn up to host in the white jacket. I'm quite disappointed he hasn't worn the white jacket uh, into well, the studio. We'll find out what the white jacket was Saunters for. in here. Did you wear the white jacket to Canamble? No, 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 no white what, jacket. What's the white jacket? I've got to do a function this afternoon right. at Ramy mm. for the tab. It's like a trade function. The one that Mido probably was going to do. <laughs> and now he's <laughs> so they've stitched me up. <laughs> so I'm off to Ramwick later this afternoon. The races are on at Ramwick uh, as well. How are we, gentlemen? We're very good. good. How are you, more importantly? Oh, no, I want to have a laugh. We've got, what goss have we got? Have we got any goss? Uh, <laughs> well, we have got goss, but we can't share it. No, we can't share it on air. No, no of I course know. we can't. But like, what, what are we? Can we have like, where are we? No, tell you what, we were. No, I, I, you'll down. relate to this, Dave. We were talking before about. <laughs> oh, no, rooms. You're me excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that good. Is it you, good? <laughs> I'm sure. Growing I don't up, know about it's pub. I'm out of this. Of course, leave me alone. Growing up, you would have had. A room in the house that was seldom used or the fine china that only comes out on very special yeah, occasions. Yeah, in the cupboard yeah. mum had it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, and, and, and if it ever came out, you knew that something was going on. The like queen was coming was over. around. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd, it, I remember... Like, a special auntie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. would come around. Yeah. Where's the context with this game? Uh, it's got to do with... Uh, well, you would take... No, no, no. Who's coming around? Oh, the fine, come the fine china? No, I was, no, just no, take, I was, I was saying, I, I bought a house in... Uh, with my ex-wife at a time, and my house had a, it had a, well, she turned into a formal dining. And yeah. I was like, mate, apart from the furniture, nobody yeah. else got a look in. We never yeah. used it. And I was like, what a waste of space. Do you reckon that's a bit, and, uh, do you reckon that's a bit weird when people do that? It's all set up and ready mate, to go. But you're not allowed to touch it. It's like you've got a couch, yeah. but you're not allowed to sit on it. We had the dining table that no one used. Like, we used to mm. just sort of sit in the family room. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. You on the, the couch, table. you did, yeah. yeah. Oh, overrated. Overrated. Turn it into like, Bit of a playroom, pool yeah, table, something. table tennis, something. movie theatre. Sorry, I can't look at you, Michael, without not knowing what this, what this, oh, what no. this story is. No, there's no story. It's for off air. There's oh, no right. story. Yeah, can't cheer. Are you, what, I've what, been very well what behaved. What rating would you give it, Loz? Out of, out of, oh, like, oh, well, not, pups always. Not that exciting. Well, not compared oh, so to some become, of the other So it's become, so hang on. So I'd say like a six or a seven. So man. that just shows you, see. Oh, well, he's coming off a high <laughs> oh, <laughs> Give it a rest, <laughs> <in> <laughs> <life>. <laughs> Give it a rest. Give it a rest. 
This is your time. <laughs> is it Can you stop oh. these two right now, I've got to say, Michael. No, don't say it. I don't want to hear it. Everywhere I go. Everywhere you go. People want to know. But not about. Not about things. They just want to know about you. What do they want to know? How are you going? I'm good, thanks. They want to know how you're going. They want to know about Loz. They want to know about you, Mido. And I just love telling them, you know, going. Talk to them about my horse. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. How is she? Don't know. Is it still? She's in training. She's in, in training. training. She's in training. in training. Didn't we get? Didn't we say April? It's a bit like pup. He's in training. I'm oh, in training. Yes. <laughs> she's 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 on a comeback. She's working on a fitness. She's yeah. working on a fitness. Mm. Got to build up that stamina. Exactly yeah, build up right. The stamina. Exactly yeah. right. We're trying to get our distance. Better yeah. over a longer trip. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Short trip. I think we're, <laughs> we're sprinters, mate. Sprint out. We're sprinters. Yeah, Twelve hundred. Hundred miles an hour. Start the that. car in six. Are you looking forward to the carnival? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You'd be out of the carnival. Aubrey. Aubrey's going to be sensational. We'll be when, do, when, what the, when do we fight Aubrey? Uh, 24th? Week after the slipper. Yeah, yeah. 24th, I think yeah. it is. 20. So we'll be down there yeah. on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Calcutta Thursday night. Uh, the Aubrey, uh, we'll at the commercial club and then... Is it earlier this year? The race the first day of the championships? Uh, it might it be. the first no, or second. It's always around. My head. It's all around, it always always around the yeah. Easter time. But it's a little bit weird this time because we've got Good Friday, see? So we've got a Thursday... Good Friday, and then we've got the races on the Saturday. Oh, Easter's which early. Be, yeah, so mm. Easter's a little bit early. So that means that Friday before, obviously, we won't be on air. Yep. Um, so we'll have to do oh, the Oh, you form. will be. Easter's no. the, uh, Easter's the second, week the second week of the Second week of the championships. Yeah. I'm not on air Good Friday, am I? Well, I so we're off Good early. Friday as well. Correct. And the Monday, Easter Monday is a public Correct. holiday. Yeah. Oh, this is a dream. <laughs> so where are you Mate. going? <laughs> well, on my birthday is the second. My is birthday is the second of April. Yeah. So I'm definitely doing something that weekend so for my I birthday, connect, the seventh that Friday. Could I connect Friday. that gossip with now your birthday long weekend? Could we make a connection? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, but right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll be doing something on Good Friday for sure. Apart from watching the races. How good. Oh, well, there's no races on Good Saturday. Friday. Actually, there is. On, uh, oh, in from Perth. Perth. There you go. <laughs> I just love Mido's face. Mido's just sitting there right. going, Dave. <laughs> um, today on the show, we're going to have a lot of chat about Ramwick today. Also, the big racing on Saturday, which is coming up. We'll have a bit of news with Mitch Cohen. Um, Annabelle Neesham uh, will join us. Uh, so we've heard that a few of her horses aren't going to sort of races that we're expecting. So we'll have some fun. And we're going to give away as well the double pass. I've got another double pass to Black Opal Day. In the VIP section, as much as you could eat and drink for the day on Sunday with myself and Marlo, and I think that'll be a good little afternoon. Black Opal, uni, it's Uni Day too, so don't really look, looking don't, forward. Don't to look out. at me. No, I'm looking more at Mido. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uni good. Uni Day idea. down there. What are you doing on Sunday, Mido? This is Mido's day today. International Women's always... Day today. DS, watch him go. Hey, you know it's his <laughs> this birthday. This is his day today, you know mate. When's birthday? your birthday? He's got today? a milestone birthday coming. Yeah, he's around the corner. Where, what, what birthday have you got? Forty. When are you forty? Soon, very soon. How how soon? A couple of weeks. Around couple, that. What do you got planned? Around that Good Nothing Friday yet. time. Nothing yet. Mm-hmm. What would you like to? He's do? waiting for the shoot shield. Well, why don't we go out in the boat? <laughs> oh, here we go. Why don't we go out in the boat? <laughs> Massive party. Why don't we go out in the boat? <laughs> oh look, I'll get there. In I a don't want to be papped. <laughs> Actually, me either. You blokes go out in the boat. <laughs> you know that's the only time I've ever got papped. Oh, and, mate. And I was looking at the phone, having a bet. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, no joke. I'm in the Daily Mail, and, and I've just done 400 of some tip that Marlo gave me at Pinjara. I think my favourite's yeah. Loz getting papped when he's got bandages around his nose. Oh, oh yeah, that Post-surgery. Was yeah, mate. that was good. That was bad. That was bad. Hiding out the front, weren't they? Of all your but achievements. I didn't even see them. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. the, that's the plan. Well, I wouldn't, have had, I wouldn't have had the bandage on. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I would have done the Leo Winkle walk. You'd have to sing it on for sure. <laughs> yeah, good. Have a good day, boys. Good, good on you, mate.